This is the weekly sales meeting for August 7th, 2022. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or just go to my website, cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is about micromanagement. We all know one. We don't like them, but we know them. We've all worked for one at one time or another. The people that can't leave anything alone, they have to meddle. They must control. They must interfere. They can't help it. It is how they are hardwired. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defined the art of micromanagement as a transitive verb. Its meaning is to manage, especially with excessive control or attention to details. And while this is the definition of the action, the root cause is a bit more nuanced. Micromanagers display a lack of trust in their teams and their team's decision-making abilities. Digging even deeper, the root of the problem is internal. Micromanagers are this way because they don't trust themselves or their own decision-making ability. They are signaling how overmatched they are for the position they hold. They were either put there by longevity or necessity, and neither one is a good reason for someone to be in charge. Those that question their ability to lead often do so because they know they are in over their head. They have an inferiority complex. They question many of their own decisions. They lack trust in their own judgment. They lash out by taking it out on their teams. This irrational behavior manifests itself in the microanalysis. These types don't trust their own judgment. They have hired the team but don't trust they have the right people in the right places. They believe everyone else is expendable. The only person infallible is them. And the credit for success is only owned by the leader, while the blame for failure is shouldered by everyone else. I have often said a good leader gives you enough rope to hang yourself and then supports your feet. And the bad ones, they tug at the rope. Which one do you think is better? Micromanagement is the fine art of excessive supervision. It is a disrespectful sign of distrust. It is also a sign that the leader is an ineffective communicator. Often these micro-leaders want things done a certain way, but they lack the ability to articulate that desire in a clear, concise manner. I worked for one such individual back when I was a morning host on local radio. He would come into my studio before I finished my show and tell me the last thing I did, well, wasn't good. I would ask for clarity and get responses like, I don't know, but I didn't like it. How's that for clarity? These are the kind of people who discourage independent thinking. Unless it was their independent thinking, all ideas were good if they originated with them. These are the people who like to surround themselves with weaker individuals. This way they can always appear as the lead sled dog. These micromanagers shouldn't oversee anything, let alone teams. They are the types of leaders that destroy teams. They are the worst in a moment of crisis. When crisis hits, these teams become paralyzed, not empowered. Their rules are only the leader can make any impactful decision. If anyone on the team tries to make a move, they are shown the exit with haste. The micro-leader cannot appear to look bad in any way. These micromanagers have those trust issues we stated earlier. It starts with them. They doubt their own ability, so they lash out at everyone else. Maybe they don't trust you, but it's not individualized. They don't trust anyone. You happen to be the recipient on that day. At some point, micromanagers need to start trusting their own judgment. Realize they made this hiring choice. Either they trust their own judgment and assessment of your ability to do the job, or they don't. And if they do, they need to retreat and let you do it. If they don't, they owe it to you to tell you so that you can move on with your life. Micromanagement is a bad leadership trait. This idea that one person must be in total control of everything, it chokes the air out of both creativity and productivity. It makes leaders ineffective. 
General George S. Patton said never tell people how to do things. Tell them what you want them to do and they will surprise you with their ingenuity. Give people space and time to solve problems. This means leadership hired the right people. It gave them the time, space, and freedom to make decisions. If we hire the right people, we should let them do what we hired them to do. If we didn't hire the right people, that's on us. If you find yourself managed by a micro, address it. If it won't change or can't change, you may be the one who needs to make a change in your surroundings. You want to work with people who want you to succeed, not with people who want to succeed off your back. I have told certain micromanagers you have to realize I only want us to be successful. You can either tell me what you want as the final outcome and trust that I can get you there, or you can tell me how you want it done, but then the final results are on you. That may seem a bit too confrontational for you, but if you do not establish boundaries, micromanagers will walk all over you. Micromanagement is a terrible way to live, and life is too short to put up with it. If you are currently micromanaged, address it. If you address it and it doesn't change, move on. If you are in a leadership position, don't be a micromanager. Hire the right people and then do what you can to remove roadblocks, not place them in the street. Be the type of leader you would want to work with and you will never go wrong. You can find more advice like this in my new book on leadership called You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room. It's now available on Amazon.com or you can just go to my website cdmediaconsulting.com. It'll take you right to it.